right, everybody, welcome Sarah. Hi, everybody. My name is Sarah. I'm a very grateful compulsive overeater. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you to Nancy for asking me to come to speak. And thank you so much to Jenny and to Alana, who are kind of helping me kind of work through my pictures and all that and who are doing service today. And all of you that are here, thank you so much for being here. Uh, so um, I want to start with a little prayer and just say um, the set aside prayer to kind of get centered. God, please help me set aside everything I think I know about myself, my disease, my brokenness, my relapse, the 12 steps, and especially you, dear God, I pray for an open mind and a new experience with all these things. Help me to see, know, understand, and offer the truth. Amen. So um, I, I came in, in uh, into OA in 1995 in Phoenix, Arizona. I saw that there's someone from Arizona. Um, I got um, sober and uh, abstinent in uh, Phoenix. Um, and when I came in, I just couldn't believe how how wonderful and caring and kind all the people were and, and how they were sharing from their hearts. And I, I mean, I just, I had never been around that. And so um, I, I, just a little bit about me. I'm from New York originally, um, Long Island, and uh, I was an adopted child and I always felt like I was not enough and uh, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not thin enough. Um, and uh, I was in an orphanage until I was nine months old, uh, so I didn't have any nurturing. And for me, um, you know, it's that not being enough and feeling like I did I wasn't valued is what I believe brought me into the rooms. Um, and why I came in was because at that time, I don't have a picture of myself originally, but I was 222 pounds. And I had a therapist tell me I was on my um, second marriage. I had been in a, a violent marriage and um, probably started overeating in all honesty, probably when I was a toddler. Um, food was very much about love. Um, and I never did feel loved. I never felt loved, never felt. And I, I'm not sure if there was incest or not. I, I think there may have been, but I don't have any strong memories, but I have feelings and sense about it. So um, I got abstinent very quickly in program. Um, I was a high school, I was a high school dropout. I kind of did everything very rebelliously. I hitchhiked cross country when I was 17 years old by myself. Um, I was just a wild child. And, um, you know, I, use, I remember when I was in boarding school. So, yeah, I remember buying a, a, a layer cake, you know, a, a vanilla layer cake with coconut on it and eating the whole thing. It was huge in the bathroom. And that was kind of my eating behaviors, very much about um, solitary eating, um, very um, covert, uh, sneaky. Um, and I can remember, you know, that was the way I felt somewhat loved in my family was food came from a Jewish family. And it was very much about, you know, food, tradition, et cetera. Um, but, you know, affection and um, really communication was not really offered to me. 
So um, anyway, when I came in, like I said, I was 222 pounds. And I got down, um, I, I, my second sponsor was a big book sponsor. And she taught me, it was in my first year. So anyway, I got down to, uh, I think about 158. I'm five foot seven. So I was like an 810, size 810. And doing really well. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I was working steps. But for me, what I think, you know, I wasn't living in integrity. And I think that's a huge piece of it. And I, I just want to say something about my picture here. That's my brother next to me, um, who was also adopted. But when I look at myself and I see, you know, I see a lot of pain in myself and I also have compassion. I don't feel embarrassed or ashamed of that person because what I feel is that, that um, that's a part of me. And um, I want to show you, well, this was like a month and a half ago. I have since released a little bit more weight, but that's about where I am now. And I, for me, you know, recovery is, is really about healing. And um, I was, a, like I said, I was a high school dropout. My father was a physician. My mother was a teacher. My mother stopped teaching when they adopted us. And I think, you know, there was some narcissism in the family and that sort of thing. But the thing I want to talk about with the relapse is life on life's terms. You know, you know, for me today, I had to really figure out what my food plan was going to be and, and get really honest about it. Because I always thought, well, you know, nuts, peanut butter, as long as it's natural, popcorn, those are things I should be able to eat. And in all honesty, if you talk to enough people in a way, those are the things that they keep going back to and saying, I should be able to do it. I should be able to do it. And those are the sticklers. I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I'm a registered nurse. I, I worked as a registered nurse for 30 years. And, you know, I know that nuts and popcorn are, are healthy. But for me, that hand to mouth, you know, I just can't stop. I just don't have that stopping ability. And also the whole idea of integrity, like I was saying, you know, I'm powerless over food, but I'm not helpless. And I can't make anybody else responsible for my, I, you know, I work at Al-Anon program too, pretty hard, but um, I, I just can't make anybody else responsible for my recovery or for my relapse. It's me. And so, you know, like I like to think of it this way, God does for me what I can't do for myself, but not what I can. And I had to get really willing. So anyway, Five years in, I, I met my husband. I went to live in Iowa. I had no recovery people here. I hated it here. And there was no OA within 90 miles. And of course, back then, they really didn't have the, the telephone meetings. So hence, you know, I could blame everything. Well, you know, and, and I started eating with him. It became like almost like a <laughs> I don't want to say an orgy, but it was definitely like part of our connection you know the food and indulging and um and it slow, came up it was slow it creeped in you know it like creeps in and um you know first i would take back a little bit and then i would play with you know how much and then i would play with different things and you know eventually i was all over the place and it's and i felt so ashamed so that picture that i showed you of myself 
was at 278. So I gained 50, like 50, 56 pounds from my highest. So it is really a progressive disease. And the things I did, you know, I can remember, you know, hiding and stealing food from my husband. And, you know, um, I remember once he was trying to get me to stop and, you know, running around the house after me. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a, a com- you know, comedy of errors in a sense. But, you know, the sad thing was, it's so self-destructive. And that's what I wanted to talk about. One thing was I had never heard Together We Can like I did today. So thank you so much. And that's something I will bring with me. Um, and we learn from everybody. You know, Alana taught me something about the computer today. I mean, we all have gifts to share. But relapse is so painful because we wear it. We wear the weight. And especially if we've been slim in the program, I was like a star. I spoke. People loved me. I started meetings with people I was sponsoring and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, here I go, you know. And I, I have to say a couple of things about that. When I was into my relapse and started, I said to the sponsees I had, you know, if you want to find somebody else and you feel like, you know. And two of them did. And the other one stuck with me. You know, it says in the big book that nothing so much as ensures our immunity as working with others. And I really believe it. I don't think that, you know, we don't lose our all of our recovery. We may lose some sense of connection. As, now, this is a, from where I sit. I'm just sharing what I feel. And it's not always opinion. But my opinion after my own experiences is that I still had recovery I had but I had but being honest about it is the most important thing I feel and that continuing to interact with other people and working with other people and going through steps a lot of people say you shouldn't do a fourth step when you're in the food I'm not sure I agree with that I think sometimes we have to get rid of that crap that that stuff is so in there in us and it's so painful. The other thing I wanted to talk about is this idea of not hurting myself. I say it to people I sponsor all the time. Don't hurt yourself. You know, this self-destructive, I think it's self-sabotage that we do. I don't feel I deserve the good, so I sabotage. We can do it in relationships. We do it with food. We do it with, you know, like I remember men that would be good to me. I would say, I'm not interested in you, but I wanted the bad boy. You know, why? Because I didn't feel like I deserved the good. So I think that that's so much a part of it. So today, my for my top weight, the last time I weighed, and I only weigh once a month, and I've been abstinent since October 5th of this past year. So, I, you know, it's, it's going to be a year next month. And I'm so, so grateful. And And the thing I feel is that, you know, some people never come back. I mean, they never come back. And so I just want to tell you that if I, you know, through God's grace, uh, but I had to really make the decision as far as my food plan. I really want to stress that because those foods, those were the things that I kept on playing with. I kept doing it. But the integrity and the working of 
you know, looking at myself, not beating myself up when I see these defects of character, but remembering to be compassionate with myself and that I'm growing and learning. So put the bad away, you know, there's no purpose to that. And, and the other thing is to just, you know, keep on keeping on and keep being honest and find our own tribe. Not everybody in OA is my tribe. I have to say that I am not a rigid person. I am much more on the liberal side of things. I see life like that. And that doesn't mean that the rigid side is bad. It's just not, not my way. So I'm so grateful for it. And I just have to tell you, we had a brownout. So we lost our refrigerator, which was a pretty high-end refrigerator, which, of course, we had just gone shopping yesterday and spent 200 bucks. So, you know, here I am. Why am I here? Because when I commit to something, I do it. I follow through. I don't say, okay. I have to say I had another meeting that I was supposed to chair at the same time. So I did look to see if I could find somebody that would come and speak on this meeting. But I thought, you know what? This is the commitment I made and I'm going to do it. And I'm so glad to see you all. And I just, I pray that we all find our way to healing and hope and peace and feel good about ourselves and feel loved and that the world, that we can offer the world whatever purpose we have, because we all have one. So I thank you so much for letting me share, and I will pass with that.